song. Now it's the credits. Oh, okay. Can you sing anyway. this thing now? Here comes Peter Cottontail up and down the bunny trail. Hippity hoppity Easter's on its way. There she goes. Here I am. Ooh, that oh, was good. there we go. Ooh. We should have covered Easter on the pod. I know, we probably should But have. we didn't. You know, we didn't. It's it's one of the most pagany times of the year. Uh, it is. I kept seeing stuff also like debunking internet rumors about like its actual pagan origins though so it would have been good to do some more in depth uh, here's what i'll say to you yeah here's one thing i'll say to you spring blue blue stop doing that blue hey he's not gonna listen he's just gonna do what he wants (laughs) (laughs) do what you want there it goes see if i care just ignore him he's like a bad son just ignore him he's all right uh, what I was saying, spring, springtime. Yeah. Animals, babies, eggs, Easter. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's that's all I have. Oh, you mean like? People, Even if there's no pagan about tradition, it's Easter like Easter because it's like a fertile time. Yeah, it's just a fertility yeah. time. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Here it comes. Almost. He's almost got it now. What are you going to do? Are you going to do it? You going to throw it again? Do it. I dare you. Throw it on the ground. Do it. Throw it on the ground, son. Do it. Use your hand. See if I care. Use your cat's hand. See if I care. See if I care. It's going to be Fine. It's done. Nothing nice in this world. (laughs) He's extremely mad at me, uh, listeners. I haven't been home in five days, and he's... It's hot and cold with him. First, he's, he's all over me. He's so happy I'm home. Then, knocking shit over, just scratching at things. Just a classic, classic Full toddler. of angst. He's such a teen. Yeah. Teen. Same. Welcome to That's the Spirit. Welcome, everybody, to That's the Spirit. I am Robin, and that is Stephanie. Yep, and we are here to tell you about Christ's message. No, 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 no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know I was forced to go to Easter church this past week. I know you were. Week. I'm We're going to tell you about ghosts. We're going to tell you about spooky ghosts, scary For stuff, blessed stuff, creepy things. One day. Yeah. Jesus was ghost. Uh, yeah. Wait, is he not still? Well, no. I mean, I mean. We don't have to get into it. Yeah. I know it's a whole thing. He's technically risen. Uh, yeah. But for one day, for one day, ghost. For one special day. For one special day, he is a ghost. Um, this uh, this podcast brought to you by. Brought to you by Canada, Canada Dry. dry. Canada Dry. Shout out to Canada Dry. When you feel dry, make it Canada Dry. You dry? Wow. Why not make it <laughs> make it Canada Canadian. Dry? Um, listener, you may have noticed that I sound like Mickey Mouse. If yeah. He was Lindsay Lohan's son, mm-hmm. and that is because I am coming off of a um, <clears throat> a long bachelor bachelorette. <laughs> I can't even sort of bachelorette a, party a week weekend. long bender of a time. To um, be honest, shout out hellozies to Kiri and Alex. You have destroyed my my body, and I am on antibiotics. Mm. Um, but regardless of that, just ignore it, everyone. Yeah. It's fine. She sounds great, I think. Like a like an old movie star. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there's a lot of 
A lot of filterless cigarette smoke. Yeah, like you've had then. just a million Virginia Slims and all you've done yeah, is like, hide Get out of my trailer. Vermouth for 25 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah. Just uh, three dirty martinis for breakfast mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. a raw steak for lunch. Just a... Just having a nip of sherry after after breakfast. 45 cigarettes and a liqueur for for dinner. I, like, rim the glass of my my wine with... Hot sauce. Just (laughs) old-timey cocaine. Yeah, old-timey. The good Um, good good old stuff. Um, Anyway... This cat is going to be the death of me, I swear to God. Yeah. Why? Why, though? <laughs> um, yeah. Any spooky stuff happened to you this weekend? Um, it, well, I was in my childhood home, which is always yeah. haunted. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Definitely was very spooky to be at church. That's always mm-hmm. a, a really tough time. Patrick and I uh, spend most of it playing I Spy With My Little Eyes, Something That Is Jesus. Oh, And uh, in a Catholic church... Yeah. That's hard. That's a hard game. Yeah. Because there's at least 25 Jesus as far as the eye can see. You're an, ear sh- you're, you're an eye shot of 25 Jesus in a Catholic church, no matter where you're sitting. a lot of sitting. guesses, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember. I don't think that we... It, maybe it had just happened, but last week, did we talk at all about Notre Dame burning down? I think it had just happened. I think it had happened the day before. Yeah, and... Um, it's horrible. It's very horrible. I'm going to say something controversial right now. Okay. Stop giving I, money to it. I don't it. think you should yeah, give money to it, everyone. Um, There's I'm so many different things you could just donate. Not controversial, deal. but I thought was funny, which is that there was like a viral image going around being like, how do you explain this? And it was like a metal cross in the church that like didn't burn. Oh, because like, it was like burning fucking metal. You gold yeah. is like way <laughs> fucking more than wood. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, I think I, it's like, if this doesn't make you yeah. believe in Jesus, and I don't know like, what will. It's well, like, well, I guess burning points of things. Nothing will then. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful picture, though. Sure. It's a great pick. Like, yeah. Um, I dyed some eggs. Fun. I ate some candy. Mostly just Ooh, now. Yeah. Just this very moment. Yeah, I will get into some candy. This year, the Easter Brunny, the Easter Brunny mm-hmm. brought me a face serum. Thank you, mom. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you, mom. Um, I when I when I saw my mom the other day, she was like, "Yeah, you know, we might watch something fun today." Uh, Passion your sister, of the Christ. Well, she was like, "Your sister was telling me about a show about uh, these like crime fighting nuns," and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds." Fun. And I got home and I was like, Zoe, what was that? It was the Keepers. <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh, no. No. Mom, that's that's hilarious, hilarious to watch on Easter, though. I was like, what could it be? This picture wow. of like, the town. I was like, what is it? Um, um, yeah. Last podcast on the left, just a shout out to a podcast we love, is doing uh, The Devils of Ludon. Uh, two part special. Really good one. At least there's two parts out right now if you want to listen. But it's about some sexed up nuns. Yes. And it's real fun. It's really, really Incredible. fun. Yeah. Ooh. I just saw, you know, I saw some nuns. Do you feel like nuns? No, I can't get into this. No, I can't get into ask this. Me, ask me a question. I was going to say, do you feel like Perfect. nuns are equally as to blame for all the Catholic Church wrongings? Oh, man. I didn't think you were going to ask that. <laughs> That's why I stopped. I can't answer that. Yeah, I think I it depends on the nun. about the church. Depends on the nun. I have no Everybody's complicit, idea. I feel. Uh, anyway, 
anyway, speaking of, uh, shout out to Liz Warren. Love you. Um, really? Yeah, I'm feeling it. Yeah? You seen her stuff the past couple days? No. Oh. Well, we'll talk about it later. Let's oh, that she's passed? Wait, what? Who are you talking about? I'm talking... I said Elizabeth Warren. Oh, Fuck, I thought you said Lorraine. Oh my god, she did die though. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was I was equally surprised. I was like, I do I I thought we were on the same page about this. Um, wow. A misunderstanding for yeah. ages. And also both uh, relevant. But yeah, me. we have to we have to talk about Lorraine. Yeah, so she passed away, I think she was like 95? Yeah. She yeah. was old as fuck. She was old as sin, she was old as sin. And as the old charlatan that she was, uh-huh. uh, I think she's buried in a haunted place. Um, I would assume in Connecticut, right? Yeah, let me, I think somebody texted this to me. Let me, let me look it up. Um, they should have buried her with the doll. They should have. Honestly, they should have boarded her up inside that museum. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I, they should you just know. let her naturally muff. Yeah, I would, and yeah, and then reopen it in like a couple of years. Yeah. And she's one and of the like, things you could see. Make it appointment only. So like, even though you're one of the only attractions in Connecticut, people just can't go in. <laughs> okay, so this is a Daily Voice article. Okay. And it says, Amityville Horror Ghost Hunter, okay, so Lorraine, yeah. to be buried in Haunted Cemetery. Is it Easton? Um, let's see. Will be buried in the Haunted Fairfield County Cemetery at Stepney Village in Monroe. Oh. You're really close to my name. We should go. Where people have claimed to, to see a white lady mm-hmm. roaming the ground. So not Union Cemetery in Easton. Yeah. No, it's um, not that far though. We could it's get It's not there. far at all. There's so many white ladies in Connecticut. Oh, oh girl. But, but truly there are so many. Mm-hmm. Um let's see, let's see. Uh so she is survived. No. No, no, no. She Her funeral is tomorrow. Dolls. Uh at ten AM. Should we go? In Trumbull. No, it's too far. I don't have a car. Yeah. Ed Warren's already buried there. <clears throat> yeah. Well, well, I cannot wait for somebody to claim to talk to them from the beyond so I can oh, read about it on the Daily Mail. Zach Bagans is just like fucking Bagans is like at the rock for this. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to wait till Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> and then I'm going to talk to the Picture this. Double D, <laughs> Bagans, Chris Angel. <laughs> Oh, guys, a blessed time of year. Chris Angel's in New York City. Oh, my God. So we are know. touched by an angel today. We're touched by angel. So you know that, like, the universe is all kinds of, like, more powerful. Everything's just a little bit brighter. Oh, the darks are darker. Heal me. I did message him being like, hey, welcome to New York, Chris. (laughs) Meet you at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, meet you in the crown. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that I've told you this story, but I would just like to very quickly say it for any listeners out there. One time, a few years ago, Alex Skarsgård came to New York. My friend Maggie (laughs) sought him out, went to the set where he was, and when she saw him, she said, welcome to New York. This is so good. It's still really it's good. So good. It's the best thing to say. Welcome to New York. Fuck. 
Okay. Especially because he's a Chris is a New Yorker, so that'd be even weirder of me. Sure, yeah. But I did say mine for you. Oh, Welcome to New York, man. I mean, you with can't the staff and liberty. Love you. I do. I do love him. Do you remember the video of fucking who was it? We were watching that video of somebody David Copperfield making the Statue of Liberty disappear. I you saw I think earlier yeah. I was like do you remember when David made disappear yeah, yeah, yeah. classic David love you so funny yeah also that is such a fun if if guys if you, you haven't seen it, it you, you should just look it. it up because it's the best it's like nineties so magic it's the in best the world. Like, magic that like isn't magic at all is is literally an optical illusion yeah like honestly so good what i think happened is they were on a moving platform no yeah i think they shifted like two degrees so that like a plinth was in the way and they were playing like insanely loud music so i don't think i don't think like the people would have heard or felt felt a vibration yeah maybe not yeah i don't know i'm just so surprised someone didn't like jog a little ways over and be like it's I feel like you could say it over They were probably like, don't move. Select 15 people in the audience. You cannot get up during this segment. Yeah. um, Or else you won't get your Chili's voucher. That's such an iconic uh, magic trick that it was on the Americans. The show the Americans. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that. Ooh, I love that show. Carrie Russell. Um, So A real-life couple. uh, Is it me who goes first? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. I mean, last time you closed out with the BFWs. Oh, my Which I've been God. thinking about thoroughly. <sighs> like, never in my life have I felt more like a PFW. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I certainly am one. Oh, baby. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Steph, today... Hold on. <coughs> Sorry, listeners. Sorry, everybody. I have, You're fine. I, I, I'm a bit not You're going to be great. Amoxicillin does, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Ooh, that's what you're on? Yeah. yeah it's a tough one to do. Huge pills. You got to cut it into fours. That's what I do. I just have been snapping them in half like they're Twix bars. They're huge. I can't even handle half. I, like, I I don't know. I'm just, like, I'll, I'll, I don't know. It's disgusting. I, I, I was just on that, and I every time I was, like, I had, uh, like, my phone out. Ready to dial nine one one as I was taking the pills by myself. I, I was like one to take. Here there's like a good chance this is it for me. All right. Well, I'm gonna Facetime you when I get home. Yeah, please do. Please Although do. by the time you got there, it'd be too late. I will call nine one one. There's a Methodist hospital right here. They're not gonna be there in thirty seconds. I don't know what to say. I'm gonna fashion some kind of tool to reach in my stupid gullet. And yeah, 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 yeah. I've done spoon, it before. Spoon will help. I'll do spoon. it again. All right. Anyhow, <clears throat> today I'm going to be telling you about Chilean legends. Oh, now I think we've done maybe one or we two. We have. We have. Don't worry. Is That's not the pish taco. No, 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 no. So, Steph, in the study of Chilean mythology, the stories are typically categorized geographically into northern, central, Easter Island, and southern zones. Mm. I'm not really going to hit on Easter Island today because that's its, it's own a whole thing. huge thing. I don't have to say I don't have to say I know, it for you to hear I know, what I'm going to say. You know I know. It's ley lines. Ley lines. It's ley lines. <laughs> it's ley lines. Um, but uh, as you can imagine, each of those regions has a huge amount of their own local legends, myths, religious figures, entire religions, cool. all of that. So uh, I'm not going to try and cover any like full religions 
I am not even going to attempt to do any of it justice. What I am going to do is tell you some of my favorite mythological creatures of Chile. <gasps> Ooh. Chile, excuse me. Let's do it. We are starting with Alicanto. Alicanto? A mythological bird of the desert. Nice. Legend says that the Alicanto's wings shine at night with beautiful metallic colors and their eyes emit strange lights. Alicantos bring luck to any miner who sees them because they live in small caves containing minerals and feed on gold and silver. I was going to say miner like slogger. like a under 18 year old or a miner like a nah. like a miner. In pretty much every case today it's going to be a miner like, like gold mine or cool mine. So if the lucky miner Miner mm-hmm. follows an alicanto without being caught. They can find silver or gold, but if the Wait. alicanto sees them, oh, the bird will guide the greedy <gasps> miner off a cliff and cause him to fall to their death. Oh my god! In its evolved form, it can take Wait, the appearance from underground. I think it just like leads them every which way. Maybe a cliff, like in a cave. I don't know. Interesting. Probably Maybe the miner's so there. desperate for fucking gold that it's like, oh, I guess we're coming outside. All right. Well, I like, was following you to the ends of the earth. I don't know. In in um, Temple of Doom, like, there's definitely places to fall within that yeah. cave. And that's a mine. It's yeah. a cave okay. in our mine. Yeah. In its evolved form, it can take the appearance of an eight-headed, masculine, rambunctious creature. It is said to be so top-heavy that it has trouble supporting its own heads. Ugh. To that creature, I say, call me. Hmm. Uh, next up, we have La Lola, a vengeful spirit of a woman who murdered her husband, and she roams around near mines and tries to lure men to their deaths. Nice. Um, you have the Yaste. I wonder if they fight. The there Alicante are so and the Lola. many mine base. There's like a whole sub section of Chilean mythology that is purely mine based. Do you feel like they'd be friends or foes? If it's Probably like, friends because it seems like they have different desires. But at the same time, both want to lead a boy off a cliff. Yeah, but, you know, who among us? Sure, sure, sure. One okay. of them wants to protect her gold and the other one wants vengeance. Sure, yeah. Because she was cheated upon. That's a okay. whole other story. Okay, La I see Lola. what you're saying. Yeah. So the Alicante, they could probably say? even work together. The bird, the bird is only gonna do it as like, a, okay, yeah, you fucking it's like, force don't me come for my goal. Force my hand yeah. on this. Exactly. But she is like, she is seeking the Give me a minor to kill. Yes, that's exactly. my only wish. That is all she wants. Okay, great. Um, next up, we have the Yaste, who is the son of Mother Earth, and on her behalf, he takes care of all the wild animals. You're going to love this dude. This he, is what that the Beatles song Mother Nature's Son is about. It might be because he appears as an old man with a white beard holding a scepter and a flute. <gasps> soothing the beast with I a soft a melody. Oh, okay. Yep. A he, scepter and a flute is definitely a power move. A scepter and a Like, flute. I have a long cylinder and a short, hollow cylinder. Stephanie, you can't say that. It's <laughs> illegal to say. That's illegal to say. To talk about two cylinders. <laughs> All right, sorry, I my an old man with know. a staff and a okay. fife. A staff and a fife. Mm. Okay, next up we have the Enchimayen, which are little creatures that take the form of small children and can transform into fireball flying spheres that emit a bright <gasps> light. Oh my god, they can transform into fireballs? Mm-hmm. At first I was like, don't tell me this is like a Toyo. Well, which is your your worst fear. I don't want to talk about child. a goblin child. Well, but it's almost this is sadder way better because 
they are servants to a, a type of a Mapuche sorcerer. Mapuche is a religion yeah. in Chile, and they're created from the corpses of children. Oh, no. All right, next but up. But does, does the sorcerer kill children or just use the corpse from whence Ooh, the child came? It's hard to say because the Mapuche sorcerer, from what I looked up, is called the Calcu, and I guess it is like... It's, it's like a dark wizard. It's like an evil sorcerer. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised. Probably it's like a like a vulturing of corpses, but yeah, also like if a live child comes, sure, oh, I'll sure. kill a child. All bets are off. By um, vulturing, I mean scavenger. I just yeah, couldn't yeah. remember the word for it. No, you okay. It worked. Um, we have the Chirufe, an evil humanoid creature made of rock and magma. Chirufe inhabit the magma pools found deep within Chilean volcanoes. They're said to be the source of earthquakes and volcanic eruptions. I feel like I'd be friends with this. I think that you would like it. They are also said to be the source of uh, indigenous shamans' divining stones. Oh, I Um, love a divining stone. But the divining stones for the shamans are, like, supposedly what cause, uh, like, damage in volcanic eruptions. Oh, so it's not like a lodestone. No. Okay. It's like a stone of destruction. Like a sorcerer's stone. Yeah, like a sorcerer's stone. Cool. Destruction and life. In a lot of ways, a volcano is life. I guess I don't really see it because I feel like it's the opposite. Well, in the way that, like, fire destroys things in order for, like, like naturally for ecosystems to, to turn over and stuff. Because so it kills, <laughs> it kills it in that way. It's like <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you don't feel like volcano. You feel like volcanoes are like. Mm. I feel like they're like death and destruction, fire and brimstone. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. The I only- just can't think that they're objectively evil. <laughs> I feel like a volcano is a friend. It's. I don't. I can't agree. I'm sorry. I guess I've seen pictures yeah. from Pompeii. The only way to abate the Cherufe's appetite for destruction is to satiate the beast's taste for human flesh by throwing a sacrificial victim into the volcano. Oh, no. Um, and much like European dragons, their preferred delicacy is virginal maidens. See, that's the other thing. Is a dragon bad, then? Because a dragon is fireborn. In, like, every story, yes. What? In, like, every medieval story, they have to slay have a dragon. Have you ever seen Pete's dragon? Elliot, this with you, the friend dragon, the friend. I know or about Huff, it. Or Puff, the magic. I know about it. Or all the Game of Thrones dragons. Those are arguably bad. What? Stephanie, you know that I like dragons, and I what? and in my heart, I think like I think that they existed with the dinosaurs. <laughs> In my heart of hearts, if you were to be I'm like... I'm not telling you I think they're bad. I am telling you that historically they are the villains in every, like, fable. And I, I hear what you're saying, and I know that you're right. I'm sorry, dude. Okay, let's I love on. a dragon. I know you do. Oh, you know what? We haven't even done them. Sorry I keep on talking about dragons. Did we not do them at all? We've never covered dragons. Well, there, there you go. There's next the time. whole thing. All right, we have the Chon Chon next. Chon Chon or Tong Chong Chong? Chon Chon. Chon Chon. Yeah. So uh, the Chon Chon is the result of a magic transformation that those 
evil wizards, sorcerers that I was talking about. What are they uh, called? Do. Kalku. Kalku. So the Kalku will anoint someone's throat with a magic cream. And Steph, this eases in the removal of the head from the rest of the body. Oh, you know that's nice of them to do. Well, it, you know what's not nice is that the head then transforms into the chon-chon. It has the shape <laughs> of a human head with feathers and talons. Its ears grow extremely large and serve as wings for its flight on moonless nights. Yep. Yep. Chonchons are endowed with all the <laughs> magic powers of, uh, of of the Kalku. So they like are it's a, their own weird wizard. It's they a familiar seem in a way. Them. Yeah. They are considered to be a mythical bird that announces bad luck. And guess what? They also drink the blood of sleeping people. I, this is a flying dismembered vampire bird head that whose wings are its big ears and is a sorcerer and it drinks your blood it's this a vampire. is the ultimate yeah. let it's me ask you all. let me ask you a cue Kalku, yeah. does it waste the rest of the meat what happens to the rest of the meat oh that's a great question it doesn't say i gotta think you gotta think go they've to got waste. a lot to do with there's so a lot of stuff much. you could do with the rest of the meat they probably find a way to do something with it it would be yeah. a real shame oh yeah uh, okay, next up we have the Colo Colo. Oh, okay. you're gonna write, you're gonna like this too, dude. Okay. The appearance varies depending on the region where it's told. Sometimes it's described as a feathered rat, sometimes as a snake or a lizard with a rat's head. Okay. And occasionally it's just a huge rat. Okay. The Colo Colo hatches from an egg laid by a snake and is incubated by a rooster. <gasps> After hatching, it hides in a house where it will feed on the saliva of the residents. <laughs> if the Colo Colo feeds from a person, that individual will feel exhausted. If it is not stopped, the victim might even die. It's said that it can make you seriously ill. If uh, It can be detected if someone in the house is feeling tired for no reason. I don't know how to tell you this, I know. Robin. We all have one. We, You right now have a I serious Colo Colo really in your house. I have a bad one. Uh, sometimes it, it can be identified because of a cry. It makes it sounds like a baby crying. No. Uh, when it's suspected that one is in your house, a shamanic healer has to come do an exorcism. Sometimes the only remedy is burning the building down. What? <laughs> Will not a mousetrap do? No, dude. Sometimes that... Uh, sometimes it's huge and it's eating your spit. That's that's it's by really far the filthy. worst part. A snoot in your mouth. Because what if you don't like drool when you sleep? It just like goes no, in like and licks the inside your mouth. of your mouth. Yeah. Ugh. All right. I don't like that. Next up, we've got the Guru Vilu. It's a river dwelling creature that looks like a strange fox with a long body similar to a snake. Ooh. It has a long tail with fingernails that it uses like a claw. And it lives in the water. So not even talons or, like, claw, just fingernails. Actual fingernails. Yes, that it uses like you would use a claw. Uh-huh. It was unclear to me if the fingernails are at the end of the tail or on some kind of hand. Oh, the man. wording is confusing. They live in and are the cause of dangerous whirlpools, which kill people who try to cross rivers. They're said to make the water shallow on either side to encourage people to try and cross, to make it seem safe. This is great. The only way to get rid of them uh, is to have a shaman wade through the river until they reach the whirlpool, then dive in, grab the thing, <gasps> swim to the surface, 
threaten it with a long, sharp knife, saying they will hurt it if it ever harms another person, and then releasing it back into the water. Wow. That's how you get rid of it. You just pull it up to the surface, you threaten it with a knife, and then you let it go. You know what? I'm going to say... That's a good way to... I'm going to say that, that it doesn't work. Well, I mean, it might work in the sense that maybe that same one won't trifle with you again. You know, it's tough. Or it just moves uh, on to a different stream, different body water. I, I, I appreciate the lack of brutality, but yeah, you're right. You know what I say? Mm. You just got to get rid of it. You just got to slice it in two. Yeah, it might. You see a long fox is one thing to do. If you see a long fox with a tail with a fingernail at the end that it's using like a claw, maybe Ah. just take care of it. Okay, next up we have the poochin. It's a gigantic flying snake which produces strange whistling sounds. Its gaze can paralyze the intended victim and permit it to suck its blood. No, that's like Ka. Or wait, is that the snake from the Jungle Book? Oh, yeah. I think that is. Ka? No, that's Shere Khan is the tiger. Oh, I don't know. I I think it's just Ka. Well. And it it can hypnotize you. But does it fly and make a whistle? You know what? No. Um, this guy is often reported as the cause of sucking blood from sheep. So it's almost like a, um, chupacabra. Chupi, yeah. What's it called? Uh, Poochin. Ah, well, kind of like a. They've both got a ch. Yeah. And a. Um, and a. Next up, we have the Trauco, a humanoid creature of small stature similar to a dwarf or a goblin. Nice. Who lives in the deep forest. It has an ugly face and legs without feet. Oh, no. No, don't worry. Listen to this. It lives in the woods. It has a powerful magnetism that attracts young and middle-aged women. Uh-oh. It carries a small stone-headed hatchet that it uses to strike trees of the forest to symbolize its sexual potency. God damn it. Whoever it chooses will go to him, even if she is sleeping and oh, fall no. enraptured at his feet. Wait, he no doesn't have feet. No can resist. <laughs> True. He doesn't have feet. <laughs> No woman is stubs. No woman can resist his magical attraction. All, <laughs> all of them have sexual intercourse. No, some does he men use his feet stubs. Do you mean does he fuck them with the yeah. stubs? Mm. You gotta think he's, he's a tiny little guy. Tiny he's a little and, tiny guy. Oh lord! Of course he does. Well, well, Steph. Guess what? When a single woman is pregnant, no one steps forward as the father. People assume that the Traco is the father. Oh, <gasps> because he's irresistible, though she is considered blameless. Sometimes That's he nice. is invoked to explain sudden or unwanted pregnancies. They'll be like, Traco, it's not my fault. It's not my fault, the Traco. Oh yeah, you, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was once also seduced by that that uh, footless dwarf. I know. In the well, woods. that stump. In a lot of ways, he is still my one true love. Yeah. He, go to him, even if you are asleep. You know, would that I could, but I'm old now, and he only likes the young and middle-aged. He likes middle-aged, <laughs> and you're not even there yet. Not yet. All right, next up we have the Imbunche. Imbunche? Imbunche. Imbunche. It's, okay. a, it's a deformed human with his head twisted backwards, Ugh. along with twisted arms, fingers, nose, mouth, and ears. Come on. Walks on one foot or on three feet, which are actually one leg and two hands. Because okay. of one of its legs is attached to the back of its neck. So it's just a mishmash of parts. Wow. This kind of reminds me of that big one-footed just a guy. one foot. Yeah. Mono? 
monopede? I think so, yeah. Something like that, I yeah. that. Yeah, I don't like I it either. I saw a picture of it recently, and I was like, oh, brother. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Um, as you can imagine, the Mbunche cannot talk, and it only communicates by guttural, rough, and unpleasant sound. Its primary job? To protect the entrance to a warlock's cave. You gotta think. You gotta. Um, mm-hmm. Can it not talk because its, its neck is wrung? I think so. That would make sense. I feel that that's the implication. Yeah, so you just can't get any air out of it. Ugh. Oh, that makes me feel sick. Yeah. Just like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's also got that one foot. Yeah. It's oh, so insult to injury. The leg coming Crooked out of the neck. Crooked ears. Crooked so, ears. I'm picturing it without having like a sternum or like center of, at all. Like a core. Just yeah, like a head and a neck torso. with a leg. Yeah, yeah. Then at that point, well, where does the neck end and the leg begin? Oh, now you're asking some questions that yeah. only God can answer. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we've got the Kamaweto. This is a figure that takes the form of a calf or bull with a small, tiny little horn on his Aww. forehead, similar to a unicorn. Aww. But the horn is said to have healing powers. Though, if you plant it in the ground, it will erupt from the earth with such force that it leaves a tremendous hole and drags down everything in its path in rapid pace to to reach the sea. Why would you bury the horn? If you you wanted to fuck stuff up, I guess. I guess. Okay. What's the timeline on it? I don't know. You bury it and you run away? It's to go off. Yeah. (laughs) I guess you're just like, ooh, I hope I'm fast enough. Maybe you could like... Throw it and then hope somebody like rides a carriage over it and it buries it, you know? Or like, yeah, you like, you dig a hole way, 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 way far way, away, way away and you slingshot and it into it. it. Yeah. Okay. I, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if something that drastic is going to happen, you got to know the exact logistics. Well, it's a, it does say the hole is tremendous. So there's no way you can get away. Uh, okay. Last one. It's a, it's a suicide. And Stephanie, I have some terrible news for you. All right, break it to me. The love of your life is married. What? Pakoy <gasps> has a wife. And Steph, she's also his sister. No! Her name is Pinkoya. <laughs> she has long blonde Pinkoya? hair. Pinkoya? Pinkoya. Okay, Pin. Okay, Pinkoya. tell me more about Pin. Well, she has long blonde hair. Of course. She, she is of incomparable beauty, <sighs> cheerful and sensual, and rises from the depths of the sea. But the weirdest part is, Pagoy, as we all know, has the body of a sea lion. True. His sister is just a regular woman. Oh, no. <laughs> Some uh, statues of her exist where she's shown as a mermaid, and they actually have a third sister who is a mermaid. Okay. But, uh, no. She is often just seen as a regular old gal. That makes me, honestly, at once very angry. But also, it's encouraging. Because well, at least this way we know Picoy... just like us? Picoy fancies. He likes the regular just like us. Joe Schmo. So I don't need to go through any kind of body reassignment surgery to look more like a seal. No, no. Or anything for Bitcoin. No, I think My if anything, all you have to do, you know what? I'm going to say all you have to do, get your foot in the door. Just meet him, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to get my feet. Thank God I've got two feet. Mm-hmm. Put him in the door. 
Put play, in the door. Play that long game. Yeah. And I'll just say something like, you know, have you ever seen anyone without blonde hair? Just something, just to plant in just his plant mind. Just like, like, oh, I guess I've never, like, been with a non-blonde Yeah, just be like, woman. oh, this is your wife. Oh, you grew up with her? Huh. So you never oh, dated anybody else? Weird, yeah. Oh, and she's stunningly beautiful. Have you ever just been with a plane? You ever tried a, uh, a plane? A plane? Have you ever just been Sometimes with a plane? Sometimes plane is best. Sometimes plane. One thing plane will never do is let you down. One thing that is good about plane is you never get tired of it. Yeah, and you'll never have to see a statue of plane. You'll never have to see a statue of plane, no. no. Oh, speaking of, and once again, so sorry, uh, <laughs> there is a story in the news this week about the guy who plays (laughs) Rob Stark. Or wait, no, it's not the guy who plays Rob Stark. I think it's Simon Cowell. I don't know how I got those confused. Simon Cowell is living in a house. How did you get these two things confused? Because they were both on the Daily Mail. (laughs) Um, Simon Cowell is living in a house haunted by the ghost of a hot Roman emperor's boyfriend. Ooh, that's that's really fun. Anyway. I can't wait to hear what Simon has to say about that. Maybe he'll be super, super overly critical of this ghost. Well, the reason I I came to mind is because apparently this person was not a politician. He was a politician's boyfriend, but is the, like, third most represented in sculpture and art person from that time period. So he was, like became incredibly famous and was a household name. So that's kind of like um I mean think about it. Who's who's more of a of a figure right now? Between the who? Prince or the oh, Prince's oh, wife. Markle, you I feel like the people in charge, like whoever their paramours are, is like that's the person people yeah. want to be. For sure. I thought it was just very impressive that a non-politician boy toy mm-hmm. would be household name back then. Um, I, I feel mean, bad I feel that like I the got Romans that confused. Let me let me just clarify. Simon Cowell having a boyfriend ghost. wasn't a big deal back then, though. It's just like in recent history that it got that we went way backwards on it, and that had to come come yeah. back to normal. Totally. Okay, this is per. <laughs> Okay, no, that's a bad source. Okay, here we go. Daily Mail, my news source. Simon Cowell's new fifteen million <laughs> flat, uh, fifteen million euro flat, um, is haunted by the ghost of Antonius, the gay lover of Roman Emperor Hadrian. Antonius. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm. Let me show you a picture of him. Slamming hot. Whoa, Antonius! Not your fucking tits off. Holy shit! So hot. Ugh, but he had tits. Yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, that's it. <laughs> really good. Even without a nose, you can tell. You can tell. He's He's got a real vibe. You can tell. You can get it. Wow. Oh-wee. That's a lot of ghosts. That's a lot of stuff for me to digest. I know. Sorry I, I went right from <gasps> Can you imagine just, like, being a minor, like, walking home, like, here I go, home do, from do, the mines, la, 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 just a normal day. Mm-hmm. And then... You see, like, a sparkly, two-winged blow, blow bird, burn. and you're like, what? But then before you can follow it, it's a, it's a, a head with mm-hmm. wings. 
and it's and flapping its ear wings. Suck your blood. Mm-hmm. You run all the way home only to find that you're so, so, so tired. Oh my God. And there's for some reason every single night just a trail of saliva oh, hand. going onto Prince. the floor and into a tiny hole in the wall. Can you, you wake you up in the night and you look down? There's whiskers about your mouth. Yeah. There's or right your wonderful uh, new wife who you've not consummated your marriage with yet is pregnant. And you can only think to yourself, sweetheart, it's Boy, not your fault. She didn't want this. It's, it's not your fault. how it worked. Out. It happened while you were sleeping and there was you, a, there an was irresistible, footless gnome who mm-hmm. just loves to fuck. And let me tell you, once we're going to raise... Once he strikes that axe against the tree, bang, yeah. it's over. We're going to raise this abomination like it's we're my gonna own raise son. Him, we're going to love it. We're going to love it. you know what? If it turns out to... To anamorph into a ball of, of fiery lightning. Yep. If that's what it wants, fine. Be happy. That's what it wants. That's fine. If it goes outside and it, it brings home, it says, Mom and Dad, I've fallen in love. Mm-hmm. And who walks through the, the door but a magma person? Mm-hmm. That's what we'll if accept. It says, Mom, I'm going to prom with, with my friend. And we meet the friend. And it's just a head with a neck that goes into a leg. So be it. What can you do? Who am I in 2019? And who's to say he won't grow up to be an evil sorcerer? Well, yeah, there's always options. There's always options. Just because he comes from a lowly farmer, his innocent wife, and a footless gnome (laughs) goblin doesn't mean he can't ascend to the ranks of a calcu, a calcu, a calcu. Mm-hmm. What yeah. you got there is a classic rag. And then we'll finally story. be able to ask our son, "What do you do with the rest of the meat, boy?" Where is the rest of the meat, boy? Let me tell you. You can't just leave it there because also, does the cream that you put on the neck does it just make it like zoop, zoop, Yeah. So it like cauterizes. Are there itself? other uses for the cream? Is it just a numbing solvent? Can you only put it on the neck? Yeah. Could I put it on? Is it for eczema? What else can I do with it? This is like a reverse cat's in the cradle. And the silver spoon left done is a cow coo. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, I can't do this today, too. You just can't laugh at things because it hurts your throat too much. <laughs> it does much. hurt. It does hurt. I'll tell you. I am going to write that. Cats in the Cradle song. Wow. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. My son's an evil sorcerer my now. My son is an evil sorcerer now. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, I'm just thinking of more stuff in my mind to sing to you. <laughs> I'll do it after the pod. It's still going to hurt that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll open the next the next pod with my... Okay, good. With good, my Harry Chapin right. uh, reworking of his Perfect. classic Cats in the Cradle. Mm-hmm. Coming of age. Have you a goal for me? I do. Okay, great. I do. Let me just lift up my comp okay. and try not to mess up the whole recording. Okay. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. And I think it's still going. Yeah, it is. Great. Yeah, it's fine. All right, cool. So, what I have to say to you mm-hmm. is that I'm doing Ghosts of the Theater. Oh, okay. Ghosts of the Theater. Now, I want to start, this is going to be a, a highly spirited, spirited time. <sighs> this, well, we've done some theater ghosts before. It's not these boys, right? Not these boys. Okay. Yeah, this is like movie theater. 
Okay. Well, oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. We did movie theaters. Remember, like the little boy that likes donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's movie theaters. This is ghosts of like Broadway. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I don't think we've done many of. I probably would not recall. Yeah, so go to town. I don't think we have, but I want to talk. We have mentioned the ghost light tradition. I oh, want to yeah, talk about yeah. that a little bit. So a ghost light, like I've mentioned to you, in any theater, most theaters. You're going to see, like, at the end of the day, all the lights are turned off and mm-hmm. some stagehand is going to put a single light. Uh, it's usually just on, like, a... It's like a portable light stand and the the bulb itself is in, like, a wire cage. And sometimes it's red. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just white. And it's basically placed center stage. And it illuminates, like, that area. Mm-hmm. And the practical use for it is that when... A, when a theater is like fully gone dark, it's a very dangerous place. Yeah. Usually you need to like, especially if you're backstage, you, even if the house lights are on, mm-hmm. it's hard to see. So you don't want to like do 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 like walk into the orchestra pit. Yes. Um, walk into anything really, something yeah. backstage. So it's kind of like a marker just to say like this is center stage. Um, but that's not really how it originated. Oh, okay. It has superstitious origins, which are basically that, um, well, it's a popular theater superstition that every theater has a ghost. Okay. Just naturally? At least one. Wow. Okay. Yes. Well, I I feel like the theater and like that whole thing like started with a lot of spiritualism. Yeah. Like, I think I might have talked about this on the pod before, but old Commedia dell'arte actors, Mm -hmm. you know how they would have stock characters like a Punchinello or um, a Piero. These, uh, and these traveling troops would all play these same stock characters, Mm -hmm. right? You'd have, like, the lovers or, like, the villain or, like, the gross, fat, uh, miserly uh, character, right? Uh So... Uh, they would all be depicted by usually the same players, but they would have masks that would sort of represent these characters, and they looked the same region, like region to region, so that a bunch of different players could go from town to town and be like, oh, that's the Punchinella mask, so like I know who that is. Um, They thought, literally, that the masks were where the characters' spirits lived. Ooh, okay. So what they would do is they'd have the masks, which were made out of, like, animal leather. Mm-hmm. And after each performance, they'd wrap them in a special shroud and put them in a, like, special chest. What? And close it, like, to what? let them rest. Because what? they thought they were, like, powerful. And that when you, like, put it on, there was something else... Yeah, <laughs> giving you like the character was coming into you, but it Whoa. did not. It was not coming from you. You were like a vessel for it. Yeah, which I Damn. love because it's like egoless. Like there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you are bringing nothing mm-hmm. but a body. Yeah, and your ability to speak to this character. So anyway, there's a lot of stuff like that that I could get into, but I'm just gonna talk about regular theater ghosts today. Okay. But yeah, so um. Ghosts. The the ghost light is to appease the ghosts that live in all theaters. For example, the Palace Theater in London keeps two seats in their balcony permanently bolted open to provide seating for the theater ghosts. Oh, that's so that's nice. another like fun thing. Um, 
it also, they say that it not only just to like be like, this is for you ghosts as just to let you you know we know you're here mm-hmm. people think it's also so that the ghosts can perform at night oh that's sweet i love that and to prevent prevent them from cursing or sabotaging the theater or the set or the it production would be cool for them to not do that yeah yeah this also used uh used to explain the tradition of the one day a week the theaters are closed okay which is mondays okay like, that's a ghost day. Oh. That's when the ghosts go to the theater. That's when they do a tippity-tap on the stage. Yeah, that's when they all do Hello, Dolly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go through some well-known Broadway ghosts. Hell yeah. So, do, do, do. The first one that I'm going to do is the New Amsterdam Theater. And I think we, I, I know that we've been there for a show. Um, I don't remember which one. It used to, like, Aladdin was there in 2014, so I really don't know what's there now. So, Olive Thomas. Oh. Yes. I love her already. Olive Thomas. Okay, I've already, I've already lost my spot. Damn it. Whatever, it's fine. Olive had a charmed life. Mm Mm-hmm. She was a Ziegfeld girl who had appeared in the 1915 edition of The Follies at what age 21. Was. Really? Or she was like a, yeah, Fun. a dancer. I love that. But she was already famous. She'd come to New York at 16 to make her fortune. She entered and won the Most Beautiful Girl in New York City contest. Wow. Run by the celebrated commercial artist Howard Chandler Christie. Must be nice. She modeled for Harrison Fisher, wound up on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post. Dang, girl. Um, she was spotted um, and promenaded around uh, in the Follies before moving her upstairs to the New Amsterdam roof for uh basically Ziegfeld was like you're you're my, my you're a star you're a star but also like i'm gonna hook up with you all oh, the time now okay i see uh, master pinup artist alberto vargas painted her nude from the waist up nice Ziegfeld bought the painting and hung it at the new amsterdam even though his wife was cool like what move. are you doing yeah yeah by 1920 however she was married to a womanizing alcoholic husband by oh, the name of no. Jack Pickford. Um, this cast a pale over her life after a night of drinking with him. A bunch of stuff, bad stuff happened. Oh, Basically, no. they had been like fighting off and on for a long time, and then they were like, let's just do a second honeymoon in Paris. Oh, no, baby. Uh, yeah. So, oh, Jack Pickford, he was brothers with the movie sweetheart Mary Pickford. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um... They got in a, they like went out drinking one night, got in a horrible fight. He had a medication for his syphilis that he was no. taking. And um, she overdosed on mercury by chloride pills. Oh, so was, she that, took, was that the syphilis treatment? Yes. Oh, she took all of them. Oh. And Girl. then like ran into the hallway and screamed, My God, what have I done? No. Yeah. Oh, that's devastating. Yeah. Yeah. You hate her. So, yeah. She take, she took the pills out of a blue pill bottle. Uh-huh. A lot of, like, you've seen all those, like, old bottles I have are blue because they keep light out better. So, oh, okay. just for, like, 
you know, keep a lot of pill bottles have even like regular the plastic ones. ones. Yeah. Yeah. So jump forward 73 years. Okay. Actually, yeah. no. First, I'm going to tell you. Oh, shit. Great. I'm going to tell you a sooner one. Not long after that. So jump back 73 okay. years. Okay. Stagehands at the New Amsterdam began telling their friends they'd run into Olive backstage. Aww. Impossible, because she was dead. Mm-hmm. But no, they said it was Olive. She was even wearing her green beaded Follies dress, her beaded headpiece, and her sash. The only odd thing about the girl they saw was that she was carrying a big blue bottle. No! Yes. Oh, that's so dark. And this was, like, right after, so... In, like, the 1920s, I don't know how fast news traveled, but they maybe right. wouldn't have known yeah. that she had died. Jump forward, 73 years, now right, do here it. We go. A phone rang in the bedroom of Dana Amendola, the man whom the Disney Corporation had put in charge of its latest acquisition, the derelict New Amsterdam Theater. Mm. This person's still in charge of the theater. Oh, wow. Amendola squinted at the clock. Who would be calling at 2.30 a.m.? He picked up the phone. It was the security guard. Uh, he'd hired to patrol the New Amsterdam at night. The man who was hysterical. During his rounds of the theater, he was crossing the stage when his flashlight picked up a beautiful young woman who had absolutely no business being there. Oh, my God. Wearing a green beaded dress, a beaded headpiece, a sash, and holding a blue bottle. He shouted at her, and she left the stage by walking right through the wall <gasps> on the 41st Street side. Whoa. He resigned on the spot. Rules. Yeah. Amandola, who's still in charge of the theater right now as vice president of operations, had heard the stories of the ghostly Follies girl. He did some research and found among many photographs the one that accompanies this story. Workers who renovated the theater for its 1997 reopening reported numerous encounters with Olive. She appears almost exclusively to men Aww, and often singer. acts flirtatious. <laughs> Once or twice, she'll, she's been reported to speak saying, hey, fella, oh, in a coquettish voice. Her. I love her, too. She also was very beautiful, if Aww. you look at photos. As Olive's host, Amendola has become something of an authority on her life. He told Playbill, this is from Playbill, um, I don't, hang on, an article from, like, a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah, it's from the Playbill website, though. Um, mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. He told Playbill that she's a regular visitor to the theater, appearing or making her presence known only after audiences depart. So she will not oh, okay. interrupt the show. She's generally benign, but can be temperamental. Two portraits of her now hang backstage, and everyone who works there makes a habit of saying, good morning, Olive, Aww. and good night, Olive. And um, when they do so, she's like... She's fine. She doesn't mess stuff up. Apparently, also, all the backstage entrances have a photo of her. Oh. Is that to stop her if a security guard catches her trying to sneak I think it's for all the people that work at the theater to be like, what's up? Hey, Olive. Hi, please. Like, whoever. I read in another article that someone was like, I need to post these everywhere I go. (laughs) But you can see a portrait of her if you're an audience member going into the New Amsterdam. It's like up on the I'm left or to right. Think if I can remember what the theater looks like, we'll we'll look up a yeah. thing. Um, two times that she does make trouble. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's a change of some kind in the theater, like a renovation, renovation yeah. or when people of her era come to visit, 
The latter happens fairly regularly since Broadway Care slash Equity Fights AIDS began inviting surviving Follies performers to its mm. annual Easter Bonnet competition. Shit. Um, one year, Amendola said the sets began shaking violently with no apparent cause after the event. Another year, all the light bulbs on one of the office floors burnt out simultaneously without oh any detectable problem. I also heard a story of people in an office talking about the Follies and bringing her up and being like, oh, but this other person was the real star of like all of them. Uh-uh. And a stack of CDs that had been there for a long time flew across the room. Yeah, that's right it did. And they didn't How even... you? They didn't even know about all of it, but they brought up this weird occurrence to Amendola who was like, what were you talking about? Yeah, and yeah. they told him and he was like, okay, well, she just Donnie's. Can't shit talk a ghost that lives in your theater. Yeah. She's also recently been spotted in the abandoned upstairs space that once housed the New Amsterdam roof. She was walking through the air unsupported. Mm-hmm. Um, research shows that the roof once supported a notorious glass-bottomed promenade designed, designed so swells could... Swells? What? Is swells a name for men? Probably in the 20s. Gross. Basically, so men could look up women's skirts. Okay. <sighs> okay. 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 Okay, I guess. Okay, right. I guess. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. The Belasco. Okay. And we've, di- we've certainly been here. Okay. The Schubert Organization maintains an unusual degree of security on the top floors of the Belasco. The entrance is kept locked at all times, covered by a dark, heavy curtain. Motion detectors and an alarm are always on, and access is granted only by special permission. Nevertheless, sitting alone in her wood-paneled office with milky bottle glass windows that run up to the ceiling, house manager Carol Fleming sometimes hears footsteps from the floor above her. Uh In all her years there, she's learned not to be bothered by them, and they actually... Comfort her. She enjoys the company of the theater's building, builder, and namesake, who once lived in an, an apartment on the top floor, David Belasco. All right. He's been dead since 1931. <laughs> Belasco was part of the great 19th century tradition of theater owners slash producers slash playwrights. Oh, it's a dream. I know. I Just to say, be like, like, not only do I own I the theater, own the theater and I but I wrote the play. And it's like, you you can do anything you want at that time. It's like Anything owning, you want. It's like you own a summer camp and all the activities are things that yeah. you decided to do. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't this play isn't working. Oh, really? Oh, really? Who, who, who are you going to fire that? Who, who, yeah. Let's take a vote. Oh, wait, no. I own the theater and I, I wrote really the play. I really like the, <laughs> the person that you have developed... This man, the yeah. man do. This, yeah. <laughs> the David Blasco was just like. He's a fully yep. fleshed out. Yep. Company. There he Company. Is. There he is. We're going to be doing. <laughs> probably didn't talk like that. Same We're play. going to be doing a play called Roses and Thorns. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Roses and Thorns. Roses and Thorns. 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 <laughs> roses. Roses and Thorns. It's almost there. Try one more time. Roses and thongs. No, you went backwards. Do it. What, what am I supposed? Am I trying to roll my arm out? Yeah, try it. Yeah. Roses and thongs. <laughs> <laughs> David, are, are, you, are you trying to do a Shakespeare accent? 
Roses and thongs. <laughs> I can't do it. It's good. If there's any other stuff that I can read in his voice, well, I will. Oh, boy. He built the current theater that bears his name in 1907. But only after decades as a successful author of dozens of passionate melodramas. Wow, yeah. Ooh, you know Roses and Thorns would have been up David Belasco's alley. David Belasco, yeah. 100% Roses and Thorns. <laughs> Two of which achieved immortality, a source material for Giacomo Punici's opera, Madame Butterfly, and La Funciula del West. Does that translate into. Mm, I don't know. Roses and Thorns? Probably Roses and Thorns, yeah. The West. I think it translates into the way of the West. I was going to say Wawa Wa West. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Um, Belasco loved theater so much. He spent nearly every waking hour with the theater, writing, managing, directing his plays. God, God, I love David Belasco. I do love him, and I'm picturing him with just <laughs> a whisper of a mustache. Oh, yeah. Just gently mm-hmm. a shadow on his upper Always lip. a silken scarf or an yeah. ascot about his neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just smelling like erasers. Good man. Yeah. Good man. Love him. Uh, boop, boop, boop. He also spent every sleeping hour there since he made his home in an apartment above the theater mm-hmm. on West 44th Street. This man had my ideal life. What a fucking dream. He spent so much of his life in the building that, of course, yeah. of course he haunts Haunted. it. Why not? He just woke up in the morning, went downstairs, yelled at everyone, went back up. That's it. That's it. He's one of the most solid theater ghosts. And I say that as in he's a solid boy and Mm -hmm. he's solid. He appears in solid form. Yes. No wispy ectoplasm for Dave. He appears much as he did in life. Tall, tussled hair, wearing a clerical collar that was his lifelong affectation. Clerical. What is that? uh, Let's see. Clerical collar. I guess, does that negate the, the kerchief? Well, it's kind of like a, basically a clerical collar is like, like a priest would do. Okay. Yeah, like one of these boys. Interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't have expected that. Nora, Nora, Nora. But that's what he wore. That's what he wore. Um, yeah, he was known during his life as the Bishop of Broadway. No. The Bishop, Roses and Thorns. The Bishop of Broadway. <laughs> Those who have glimpsed... I'm writing a play called The Bishops of Broadway, also known as Roses and Thorns, about David Velasco. Those who have glimpsed him but don't know his this story nevertheless have nicknamed his ghost the monk. Though his playbill historian Louise Botto has pointed out, there was nothing monk-like about his lifestyle. He would take actress after actress up to his apartment in the tiny phone booth-sized private elevator... <laughs> And probably make make them read a bunch of sides, honestly. Yeah. Make them read a bunch of sides. Um, talk to them about parts that they could play. Mm-hmm. And then let them go home. Wait. I'm going to say, rewrite history. Make them, no, let them go home. can't be right. Let them go home. Simply cannot be right. And then help them with their career, shake hands, and be professional. That doesn't feel like what might have happened. For our young listeners out there, that's, that's how people should act. I... We don't have any young. We don't have any young listeners. I don't know where they would even be. No, it's fine. And they're also not actors. Shortly after his death, he began to show himself. He began to show himself. Actors stepped out on the stage, unawares, would suddenly notice uh, a lone dark figure sitting Mm -hmm. in the balcony 
Oh, that is Watching them intently. That's very creepy. Yeah. And also, it's not abnormal for actors to just, like, go on the stage to warm up, get a... Get stuff going, and if someone's just like up there like, with the, Hi. you're like, who are hello, Before and they're just like up. looking at you intently. Ugh, uh, the ghost also has a voice; it <gasps> can talk. He'd walk right up to actors, shake their hands, what? telling them they'd done a fine job at what? a performance. Yes. So, hi, I'm David. I loved your performance tonight of the... Fine job, just fine. Fine job, just fine. Fine, it was no roses and thorns. But what you is? Should, you should read the script yeah. of my newest... Yeah, and then he hands them a manuscript, and the manuscript disappears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, can you imagine just a ghost, but it's a play? It's just a play. As we know, a ghost can be anything. Ghost can be anything. Especially More than one actress complained that an old man dressed up like a priest pinched her body. Ew, I hate that. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. like that. The um, uninitiated were often terrified. Veteran actors looked forward to this meeting, seeing them as a good omen. So, like, people who didn't know about it were like, yeah. what the fuck? But of veteran course. actors were like, that's just, that's just Dave. That's just Dave. That's just Dave. Belasco manifests himself in other ways, too. Closed doors on the set have been seen to magically open in unison as the curtain rises. Oh, shit. The reek of cigar smoke permeates more than one production in which no I'm one is smoking. Dave less and less. The private elevator sometimes heard to rise and descend even though the shaft is sealed and the motor has been disconnected. That's also very scary. Mm-hmm. He apparently wasn't ready to give up his life in the theater when he gave up his life. For years, workers at the theater reported the sounds of raucous parties in the abandoned apartment. Damn, dude. Since then, only footsteps. So even in, in death, he was like, I'm getting too old for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm He's getting like, too old for I, this. I got it for a yeah. couple years, you know. He appears in dark stairways, deserted hallways. Uh, the New York Times reported that a caretaker's dog would growl at an unseen intruder every afternoon at 4 p.m. Oof. When apparently the theater's namesake would make his rounds. Ooh. At 4 p.m. Just like when he was alive. hitting on women and smoking a cigar. Probably. One usher who now works at a theater on the other side of, the, of Times Square said she was closing up in the lobby one night at the Belasco and playfully called out, Good night, Mr. Belasco. Oh, no. And even though the exterior doors were pulled shut and there was no wind, all the outer lobby doors swung open <gasps> silently and in unison. Oh, no! She has to be transferred after that. Yeah, And you still got to. will not work at the Belasco. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I've seen, you know, fucking... Whenever Mark Rylance comes and does a show on Broadway, it's at the Belasco. I think it's because they somehow will let him light real candles. Oh, is that in the theater? No go, most places. Usually, that's a no go. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Why do they let you light real candles? I, they literally, I think, just let him. Weird. Yeah. I know you love him. I do love him. They can do no wrong. <sighs> yeah, this asshole relishes female companionship. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. That's what happens there. Um, got post mortem love affairs, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With human, with living women? Well, he'll try. Well, sure. He'll try. There was a Dracula star, Melissa Erico, said she and other cast members had heard the sound of an argument coming from behind a huge portrait of Blasco Uh that hangs just inside the stage door. A check showed that there was no one in the theater having an argument at all. No one was yelling. So they went, like, everywhere, and there was just, like, this sound coming from behind the thing, but 
no one was making that's it. That's so weird. Yeah. That's so weird. It would be like opening my, like, there's someone arguing in the hall, opening yeah, the hall, there's and there's there. just nothing there, but the Ugh, sound is still just there. Just, like, muffled yelling. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, I don't Ugh, like it's it. so creepy. Yeah. So there, there are so many more, so many more, but I know we're running out of time. There's the Theater Royale in um, London. I will do this one very quickly. Um... This is one of the top oldest, oldest ever theaters. Tons of really good hauntings here. And one special ghost that I do want to not forget to mention. The author Tom Ogden calls the Theater Royale one of the world's most haunted theaters. The appearance of almost any one of the handful of ghosts that are said to frequent the theater signals good luck to an actor or production, which I like. The most famous ghost is the Man in Grey who appears dressed as a nobleman of the late 18th century, powdered hair beneath a tricorner hat. <gasps> Stop! His hat, it has three corners. Oh, my God. Three corners has his hat. And had it not three corners, it would not, not be, be his hat. hat. A dress jacket and cloak or cape. Riding boots and a sword. A sword! Yeah. Legend says that the man in gray is the ghost of a knife-stabbed man whose skeletal remains were found within a walled-up side passage in 1848. What? So there was a, a stabbed skeleton. A squill? Found at this theater. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. A very fanciful squill. Mm-hmm. With a tri-corner. Yeah. Various people have reported seeing the ghost. Uh, including W.J. McQueen Pope, don't know who that is, mm-hmm. who described its usual path as starting at the end of the fourth row in the upper circle, then proceeding via the rear gangway mm-hmm. to the wall near the royal box where the remains were found. Shit. The ghosts of actors Charles Macklin and clown Joseph Grimaldi oh, no. are also supposed to haunt the theater. I feel like clown in this case means, like, fool. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And, you know, and I do enjoy that use of it greatly. But I can't. Help I don't think it's a literal clown, birthday clown as well. I don't think it is. I think it's more of like the sure comedic right. relief of a Shakespeare I'm time. Sure you're right. It's Macklin appears thing. backstage, wandering the corridor, which now stands in the spot where, in 1735, he killed fellow actor Thomas Hallam in an argument over a wig. Woof. Quote. Oh. <laughs> God damn you for a blackguard scrub rascal, he shouted, thrusting a cane into Hallam's face what? and piercing his left eye. Wait, are you fucking kidding me? God damn you for a blackguard scrub rascal. I don't know what that means. I could be saying a really bad thing. I don't know, but stabbing somebody in the eye with your cane is so yeah. much. Insane. I also feel like it couldn't have been on purpose. You don't think so? It was so? probably like a ha ha, ooh. <laughs> like it got really bad. Yeah, like what like are the way not intended in to kill to like stab someone yeah, through the eye and brain. Yeah. yeah. So Grimaldi though, the wonderful fool, is reported to be a helpful apparition, not right. a eye stabbing one, guiding nervous actors skillfully about the stage on more than one occasion. The comedian Stanley Lupino claimed to have seen the ghost of Dan Alino in a dressing room. I don't know who those people are. Okay. Um, there's also, just really quickly, there's one more, uh, like, murder actor. I mean, Actors will murder you. It's interesting that the, um, the, the murderer ghost is a friendly ghost. 
No, no, no. That's Grimaldi is the fool. Oh, this one was okay. the, the other one. Okay, got it. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, you rascal. Calling <laughs> someone a rascal and stabbing them in the eye. <laughs> Fuck. What a way to go. <laughs> so the Adelphi Theater, Shakespearean actor William Terrace was murdered at the Adelphi stage door in 1897 by a former friend and fellow actor Richard Archer Price, Prince. He died in the arms of his leading lady and rumored lover, who he vowed to visit after his death. Uh-oh. He said to knock on her dressing room door to this day and has also Aww. in the past been spotted in the now-closed Covent Garden tube station. Oh. Probably near the theater. Yeah. So there's just like, oh, boy. Boy. So many, so many I would imagine theaters. that England alone probably has... Like a bajillion, a bajillion. I do wish, like, ooh, like the globe was still in its its actual yeah globeness. Wait, I want to look up the name. I'm sure it's got some the, some haunting. The theater where I saw uh, the woman in black um, on the West End. Where was it? Um, yeah, in the West I would have loved End. to see that play. Um, it was very scary. Mm. Let's see, let's see. I feel like a, an actually scary stage play is more frightening than a movie could ever be. Oh, it was, it was very, very, very yeah. spooky. Um, man, why, it's, it's letting me uh, buy a ticket, but it doesn't say where the theater is. We'll find um, out. Anyway... It was, uh, they, they gave us, like, a haunted history of that theater when we went in, and it was fascinating. So cool. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I've got a long list, but, I mean, we just don't have time. I'll, maybe we'll post some about it. Maybe I'll tax them on to another pod another day, but. Yeah. There are, I mean, like, so many. like we said, every theater has at least one ghost, and I, Man. even in our town, our little theater, the Wilton Play Shop, that I did some plays in growing up. That place is haunted as You heck. think so? Oh, yeah. Who all is a ghost there? I don't know, but I've done enough stuff there. I've uh, camp counseled there. I've been in a bunch of productions mm-hmm. there. I've spent so much time in that place, and it is, like, permanently inhabited. There is, like, it's yeah. never, you never are, like, the first one there, even if you're the first one there. You also got to take into account, like, old colonial ghosts. Even if it's not yeah. a theater, a, a th- specifically theater-related ghost, the building itself wasn't always a theater. Yeah, it probably it was a barn. We're Connecticut ghosts in there. Oh yeah, and that land as well. Sure, certainly. Oh my god! But I feel days. like the theater is always going to be a haunted place because it is an epicenter of energy. Mm-hmm. People congregate to feel and be changed. Sure. And I feel like yes. Ley lines. Just theater to theater. Right. Come on. Come on. Theater to theater. Theater. Thong. <laughs> to rose. <laughs> to thong. Roses to thong. Back again. We used to play, now I know why I said that, in like, you know, acting class and stuff. Mm-hmm. We used to go around and do roses and thorns. Is that where you say your favorite part of the day and your least favorite? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And usually... Like they the do class, that housewives. oh, they do. They did it once. Wow. <laughs> uh, usually the class is like you know maybe an hour and a half, two hours long. Roses and thorns would always take like at least an hour. 
Wow. At because and then the teacher would inevitably inevitably need to be like, okay, just briefly, <laughs> like a good and a bad, and then and then move yeah. on. But not like forty five minutes of your rose and like forty five minutes of your thorn. Like theater people are like. This is my chance. You cannot tell. <laughs> to do a model. You cannot tell an 18-year-old <laughs> freshman in college theater major yep. to say one good thing and one bad thing about their week. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work out. Yeah. The only person that played right is probably me because I didn't want to be exposed at all. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I dropped my muffin and... Um, the train ride was good. I can tell you on Housewives, they're like, my favorite part of the week was probably getting to have a glass of wine with my girls. My least favorite part, uh, when she told me my husband was cheating on me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Wow. God love him. Usually anyway. it would be thorn and thorn for actors, for mm. for young actors. It would be like... Thorn after thorn. Thorn and thorn, yeah. Thorn and thorn. And then again. the teacher did, so is there anything, Is there, what happened good? What... And they'd be like, well, I guess, like, my eating disorder has taught me a lot about myself. Oh, my fuck, dude. Yeah. Or just, you know, something like that. Every time. Every time. That's dark. Yeah. And, you know, deal with all of these things is you, it's a safe place. Yeah. But also. Also, I I did pay for an education. Everybody to go to therapy. I encourage everybody. Go to therapy. And if you can't, if you can't afford it, take an acting class. Oof. Probably That's can't maybe the realest thing I've said in my life. Uh, um, yeah. Well, well, should we just go? Roses and thorns. Uh, roses and thorns. What, what I'm going to your... do real quick. Okay. Roses and thorns. Yeah, what's your rose Lights and thorn? Lights up on. Okay. Toddly. 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 Dude. Has been a shoemaker for 45 years. What? Toddly is hard at work. When, when suddenly, what should happen? He hears a rumbling and a tumbling. And a wave comes through. <laughs> and it knocks out the entire town. Oh, my God. Except for Toddly. Okay. Because just the <laughs> mountains of shoes protected him. Oh, wow. And now what has he got? He's got just his shoes, his wooden shoes, <laughs> and nothing. That's his frozen thorns. That's the <laughs> Yeah, what? Look, I'm just, I'm spitballing. I'm just. What? just <laughs> We're not to the part with the roses yet. What are you talking about? Look, I don't really know. You just gotta start from a place of inspiration and let it flow out of you. Okay? All right. All right, act two. Well, to be, to be continued. <laughs> no, say act two. Okay, so we, we think it's over. We think it's over for Toddly. He gives an amazing <laughs> soliloquy to, to us. He breaks mm-hmm. the fourth law. He's just like, what am I to do now? A lowly shoemaker with no friends or family or town. Lights up. It's springtime. What has Toddly started to do? Garden. What are you talking about? He started to garden. All he's got to do is is any he, he makes he makes his shoes into is tiny this a little garden blocks.
and he has like a fucking uh, uh, like Noah's Ark level flood. <laughs> You start right off killing all the other potential characters. At one, Todd leaves the only guy. At two, guess what? Todd's back. <laughs> Maybe, like, the other actors could play the roses. What? Could play the flowers in the garden. No, dude. I'm gonna say, I'm a rose. This I feel is, this way. This is I am the, sun, I am the sunflower. Not I the flowers of roses way. and thorns. You sure? This is something else. <laughs> <laughs> and you can call this whatever you want, but this is not roses and thorns. This is like Toddly in the Great Flood, okay? <laughs> roses and thorns is different. It has many actors, and they all play humans. <laughs> This came out of me. Totally in the great Okay, my tip is to follow your dreams. <laughs> Self-produce your own work. <laughs> Put on that one-man show you've been wanting to do for all these years. And just go for it. Just go for it. Just follow your dreams. <laughs> Whether it be roses or thorns, it's is a one-man play. <laughs> and it's me. It's me with, like, a mustache drawn on. It's, it's oh. two and a half hours. And it's only told, told in rhyming couplets. All of it. There's, it's not a musical. No, no. It's a play with music, but it's not a musical. Yep. Yeah. The whole play <laughs> takes place at dusk. Yeah, the whole play, but not the same dusk. Dude, okay. <laughs> Follow your dreams. It's follow your dreams. It's also self-produce your own work. Get your play out there at all costs. Oh, my God. And remember to light a ghost light. Always. (sighs) My My tip would be, um, if you know you're going to party for a few days, drink, like, a lot of water. Yeah. And, um, you know... Go if you have insurance. Like City MD is really great. Yeah, they're great. They're great. Don't it's a good urgent to, care. Don't be scared to wake up at dawn and go to urgent care. I've done it they're many a so time. Nice, many a time. Um, mm-hmm. And also, uh, if your child brings home like a neck leg, uh, mm. like a man that's a face with a neck that goes right into a leg, you know, we're, everybody you meet is is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Yeah, that's true. Um, and also, if you do ever see uh, a head with, with winged ears, you know. Yeah, it's thirsty I for don't your know. blood, first of all. I'd say get out of there. Yeah. Um, maybe sleep with a night garden. You don't want that mouse face in your mouth. Yeah, all, that's why it's also good to always have a tennis racket near you. Is that to is just good. Swat There's at so it. many good uses for that. Um, maybe oh, one yeah. of those mini little wooden bats, if you, like a you know mm-hmm. novelty bat. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and email us at thatsthesphereofpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> if you have any ideas for toddly oh, in the group. Oh, my God, I can't hear it. I feel like it needs inevitably to end with the War of the Roses. Toddly and the Great Flood. Yeah. I can't believe... So it opens with the Great Flood. 
I feel like it's going to be a lot of parables in vignette yes. fashion. I'm picturing it kind of like a panto, like a British panto. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be like a Jonah and the Whale, only That's Tali exactly, the Great Flood. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff. The prodigal He's rose. He's going to learn a lot of lessons by the end. He really will. And Maybe nature is his lesson boat. maker. Maybe build a boat. What's a lesson maker? What? <laughs> we have to go. We have Bye. to go. Bye. <laughs>